Justice Served with Jimmy Richardson, the 15th Circuit Court Solicitor, on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers and the 15th Circuit Solicitor Jimmy Richardson is joining us. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, morning. I saw a lot of debate going on um, regarding this story about Kavon Lawhorn, the 24-year-old that was charged with murder, but then the judge changed it um, to involuntary manslaughter instead. And this was in the case of of shooting and killing uh, a man and, and actually injuring another person on October 18th outside of Barfield's Bar and Grill. Um, so can you explain why a judge would lessen the, the charge? All right. So uh, anytime we, any person is arrested, a judge, the police would present um, some information to the judge and the judge has got to weigh that um, to make sure that it's more likely than not that they did the charge. It's a very low standard, but that's an arrest warrant. Um, when a person is then arrested and they go to jail and come out on bond, uh, they have 10 days to file for a preliminary hearing. And that's another, uh, prelim- um, that preliminary hearing is another probable cause hearing. In other words, to say it's more likely than not that um, a crime was committed. So it's really, really early in the process, like within 10 or 12 days of the arrest. Our office won't even have anything at at this point because it takes the police Mm -hmm. um, some time to get it over to the magistrate's office and then through the clerk's office to us. So three or four or five weeks, something like that, before we get it. In the meantime, we go for a preliminary hearing. Um, I think that what happened at this preliminary hearing is the defense attorney did a good job of confusing the judge. It's probably more than we, um, than anybody cares to know, but there is a hole in the attempted murder charge. And of course, in that case, you had a murder charge and an attempted murder charge. Mm-hmm. The hole in the attempted murder charge is one that says you can't have transferred intent, but you can have transferred intent in murder. And I think that... Can you explain what transfer intent yes, is? If, if I get mad at Liz and I shoot a gun at Liz, but I miss her, and I hit Nick, mm. and Nick dies, then I'm charged with murder okay. because I missed who I intended to. Mm-hmm. If Nick doesn't die and it's attempted murder, that attempt doesn't go over to Nick because transferred intent doesn't work for attempted murder. It's a whole... Even if he were actually shot and didn't die? If he was shot and didn't die... Um, then it doesn't hole. transfer to a man. Right. Okay. Would it be it? attempted involuntary maybe or there something? There isn't. One. No. Nothing. There isn't no. one. It was, oh. see, that's when we redid our laws. The legislature left a hole. It could have been fixed by the um, Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court said, you made the mess. We're not fixing it. Hmm. So um, that so is. They want a new law. You know where that, yeah, where that case really hurt worse than anything uh, was in Columbia, where that young girl was sitting at the Vista at the, eating, and she got corner. paralyzed. Yes, a gangbang shootout. Yep, mm-hmm. that's Years where ago. it. Yes, but that's where it all came down, and and we realized that transferred so stray bullet. intent. Yep, stray bullet type thing. It doesn't work. Now it does work when somebody is killed because you can have transferred malice. But you can't have transferred malice in an attempted murder. Someone needs to change that law. Yeah, yeah, it it does. But 
in our case, I think the judge just got confused because someone did die and transferred Are they intent. saying that that person was not the intended target? Yes. Yes, that's what the judge was okay, saying. Okay, so that's what so yeah. do we know that for a fact? Oh, I don't know it yet, but I mean we'll we'll look through it. We can still go but based in based on and, the facts that she had. The judge? Yeah. Um yeah, so what was presented to him, the one person that got shot and didn't die, I think um when the information was given to the judge that transferred intent doesn't work. It does that part is true. It doesn't work for an attempted murder. But for the guy that died, Stark one, it does Washington. work. It so does. well then let me ask you this question. <coughs> Can me. that be changed back? Yeah. Um so we'll we'll look at all of the information to see if it's uh, good enough to go forward. Um the judge is really what the judge should have done is just dismiss the warrant. There's I don't see anything that allows for you to lessen a warrant, but um We'll look at it and see if there's enough to go forward. If there is, we can directly indict that charge. Now, I never do it. I I, I just, um, you know, I'm a creature of habit. But uh, if it is a travesty of justice, and I've done it like five times in 25 years, I figure if I can't, um, if I can't get a judge on board, um, for probable cause, it's going to be hard to get 12 jurors on board mm -hmm. beyond a reasonable doubt. But if it's a travesty of justice, if it's just a mistake. It's really disappointing that the judge would not know that. That could be. I think um, defense you know. attorneys do a really good job. And these judges at the magistrates level, um, they are, we've got great magistrates, but none of them are lawyers. Mm -hmm. oh, well, I shouldn't say that. We've got We've got one of them that's uh, okay. an attorney, so you can get. Wound so this can be. So good. the family is very upset because why did this person get out of jail? Yeah. So at, a magistrate can't set a bond for a murder charge because it carries life imprisonment or the possibility of death, but they can set it on involuntary manslaughter. And they so did. once, yeah, once the judge gets rid of the. Um, murder charge, then they can set uh, a bond on mm -hmm. an involuntary. The perfect... Um, Did they, they bond out? Yeah. Um, it That's... was a $50,000 bond. The, the, um, the perfect example of what is involuntary manslaughter is if you and I go hunting, you're in deer stand one, I'm in deer stand two, I kill a deer and I'm walking out of the woods with the deer over my shoulder and Liz is looking, and it looks like a deer is bopping along, but she doesn't see through the bushes and just shoots a straight-up accident shooting, then that is involuntary manslaughter. Wow. You hit me and I die. Um, you didn't mean to hit me. That is what, that is involuntary mistaken manslaughter. Mm-hmm. We are speaking with 15th Circuit Solicitor Jimmy Richardson. Maybe you can get him some water, Nikki, if you don't um, mind. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, Nick. Um, I can suffer through it. Yeah. I've, this. Um, no, I can I run promise, a control board and be a waiter. <laughs> listen, listen, used to uh, people would act like they coughed to kind of cover a poot. And now everybody poots to cover a cough because of COVID. <laughs> And Liz looked at me like I just killed something. That's not true at all. Um, anytime you, uh, I got a great note though the other day, What's and I, 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 I hope that this is it. 
as encouraging to you and Nick as it is to me. I had um, written to someone um, saying that, you know, I'd, I'd read about his wife passing away and, um, you know, just know that we were thinking about him in, in mm-hmm. our thoughts and prayers. And he wrote back, usually don't get anybody writing back, but he wrote back and he said, I listen to you um, with um, Liz, me and my wife Aww. listen every, that was part of our morning routine. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, it, it was very kind yeah. to, to write back, but they had been married for 50 years. It was, Aww. oh, thank you, Nick. It was, um, it, but it was so, you may sit here day to day and not think that um, anybody's listening, but, <laughs> but they really are. And it makes a difference. Yeah, uh, it sure, it sure does. In fact, it, you can uh, text us if you have a question for the 15th Circuit Solicitor, Jimmy Richardson. Well, that was my question because I know mm-hmm. that you were, um, you know, they, they talked to you about that in the media. Um, what is the other, the other topic you wanted to bring out? Well, last Friday we had a, a conviction. We started a trial on Monday. Lee Waller, um, she is in our criminal sexual conduct or, or rape team, and um, she tried a guy named Rico Funderburk uh, for a rape, and mm-hmm. um, he had burned, he had really just tortured his oh, girlfriend, gosh. and he was convicted. Uh, the judge gave him 30 years on the rape, um, 30 years on the kidnapping, oh, wow. and 20 years on the assault and battery high and aggravated nature, and ran all of those consecutive which means Mr. Funderburk will have to pull 80 years. Uh, the difference wow. between consecutive and concurrent, concurrent means it runs all at the same time, but consecutive means you pull 30 years. Uh, before you get out, they add the next 30 years, and then they add the next 20 years. So he got. So a, she survived this. She survived. It was really, really bad. Um, and, you know, a lot of burnings, just straight-up torture. Wow. Um, so, was she? Did she testify? She did testify. Oh she my she gosh. has moved away, but she came back and testified. And uh, the jury took about an hour, um, maybe a little bit longer than an hour, to come back on all mm-hmm. three charges. And uh, he's got uh, eighty years to think about it. And um, now, I uh, believe it or not, I don't look at a lot of these. Uh, Every time when someone sees something that they've never seen before, mm-hmm. one of my prosecutors will come and say, you got to see this. Um, I can just tell you, I don't look at, um, if I have to look at it, fine, but I've seen enough mm-hmm. uh, dead people in autopsies. So I never saw what they were talking about, but she has been doing it. Um, Lee has been working in George Henry for decades. And uh, Lee said, this is the worst I've ever seen. Wow. Um, so and this was, happened in Conway? Yeah, yeah. Back when? Uh, um, probably three August, years ago. Okay, 20, July 20, 2021. 21. Wow. Um, yeah, Lee, uh, it had been up for the trial roster several times and um, had gotten continued by the defense, but it mm. was... Um, but Your prosecutors this, called it an unimaginable ordeal that she went through. Jeez, Wow. So um, he's going away for 80 years. That's good to know. Yes. Thank goodness. Anything else? One real quick um, that didn't get a lot of coverage, but it is going to make a massive difference in our area. Um, 
you saw last week where there was a takedown um, of mm-hmm. 12. Big drug bust. Yeah. It was drugs. It was violent crimes. What we, uh, what we do is we know a lot of these gang members. We know mm-hmm. a lot of uh, the situations that's going on. But to really make it an outstanding case, you got to get the federal government involved. Mm-hmm. Because those guys, um, for months, and I bet this went on for at least a year and a half, but they go up on wiretapping, um, even some of the stuff that the bad guys think we can't trace through. Um, they they can get a warrant and go in on um, phones and different apps that um, it's supposed to not. Now, um, I can tell you when that happens, uh, people show up at court saying, you know, pound sand, I'm not pleading anything. Um and then the federal prosecutor, and, you know, we got three of those guys in our office, but the federal prosecutor said, Judge, you know, I'm going to let you listen to a portion of this wiretap. And uh, everybody's ears perks up then because you, mm-hmm. you imagine for the last six, eight months, your conversations have been captured. Um, it's not a not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, those 12 were arrested the day of. It was a big takedown. In fact, we were planning that the last time I came in, but couldn't say anything about it. Um, Wow. And then um, that took place on that following Thursday, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And all of those guys are in custody now. Yeah. And a lot of them are, you know, from the area. Yeah. Um, Plus, you have Manning, Florence, Columbia. So is there a larger network there will be. And in yeah. fact, the last time we did this, the network extended from our area to Charlotte and over to San Diego. And it was part of the Mexican cartel. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's the largest cartel in Mexico. If you believe that these border crossings and whatnot doesn't affect our area, people in San Diego know all about Long South yeah. Carolina. I heard um, about if that. it's part of their. If, and, and same here. I mean, this is going to be a lot bigger than um, anything that, that came down. Mm. It just kind of washes over without anybody realizing yeah. about it. What about the Kings of Calabash? I saw them tag that building on uh, Highway 17 with graffiti. Mm. I don't know. Is that like a new gang? I don't know. I is tried it? to do some research on it, but it said Kings of Calabash, and they uh, put graffiti all over that uh, that vacant old Mexican restaurant. It is Burro Loco. Burro Loco is the name of it. Burro Loco. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad it's Kings of Calabash instead of Kings of Little River because Calabash is in another circuit. Yeah. Now, they come Except over that and do they're, yeah. they're doing graffiti <laughs> yeah. in our neighborhood. Yeah. If, so if I'm a little worried about here. You know how graffiti works, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I never see graffiti here, and it is huge graffiti. Did you did you uh, no. do you drive by there? No. All right. So drive by there, and you'll see. I don't the know. The old Burro Loco, though. Across yeah. from the mall. Yeah. Um, they stood it. up on their um, awning and did the graffiti there. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. 15 Circuit Solicitor Jimmy Richardson. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.